You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Previously, we examined the miraculous journey of the Prophet called the Isra. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had him travel from Mecca to Jerusalem in one night. And then after the Isra, which was the horizontal transportation, we have the vertical one which is even more significant and more profound. We call that the Mi'raj, which is the ascension. The ascension of the Prophet to the heavens. So the Isra usually refers to that part of traveling from Mecca to Jerusalem. And the Mi'raj refers to the Prophet ascending into the heavens. Now the Ahadith of Ahlul Bayt, peace be upon them, they do indicate that the Mi'raj happened a number of times in the Prophet's life, not only once. It happened actually several times. And some of the details of the Mi'raj, they may come from those several occasions, not from one of those journeys in particular, but a number of them. Now, how long did this journey take? Some of you were wondering last time. There are some claims that it took a few seconds, all of it, from the time that the Prophet left the house in Mecca until he came back, only seconds passed. You know, there are some statements that say his bed was still warm or uh, that doorknob, not the doorknob, that ring on the door, the knocker, the door knocker, right? It was still moving on the door. Or, you know, when the Prophet did wudu or he washed his face and hands, you could still see some some of the drops of of that wudu coming. This has no basis in our hadith or even Sunni hadith. There is no proof, no basis that it took, you know, that that quick. In fact, our hadiths indicate that the Prophet started his journey right after Asha. So this is about an hour about after sunset and he came back right before Fajr or at Fajr. So we don't exactly know how, li- how long that night was, what, what season it was, but the night in Mecca varies from maybe 9 to 11 hours. So it took maybe between 8 and 10 hours because he started about an hour after Asha. So the whole journey of the Isra to Jerusalem, and then that vertical ascension into the heavens and coming back took about eight earthly hours to ten hours. Now the first two-thirds of those eight or ten hours, so we're talking about six hours, that was the time that it took him to go to Jerusalem and remember he'd stop on the way, right? He stopped in Yathrib, he stopped on Mount Sinai, he stopped in a number of places. So that took roughly five maybe to six hours. Then the Mi'raj, the more profound one, it happened in the last third part of the night. So we're talking about maybe three hours. If you have 10 hours, divide them into three parts, you get about three and a half hours. So it took somewhere 
between three and three and a half hours. So it didn't take that quickly, you know, as, as some claim. And we do hear some people maybe in their speeches and their books referring to that, that the Prophet's bed was still warm, it just took a few seconds. That's not accurate. So where did it come from? There is no basis in any hadith, even Sunni hadith, I checked, there is no basis for that. It's just claims out of nowhere. Maybe some people wanted to make it more dramatic because we'll see one big problem that we have with the whole story of the Mi'raj of the Ascension is that throughout history fabricators and storytellers have added so much from their own to give it a very very dramatic feeling and you know to draw this very dramatic picture. Maybe that's part of it but that's not the case you know according to our correct sources it took a few good hours, you know, somewhere between 8 to 10 hours for the entire journey. So there are actually, there's no source that confirms it took, you know, that quick. Now, the Prophet ﷺ, when he was ascended into the skies, he was ascended with a speed that was faster than light. Because remember, the ascension was also physical. It's not that just his soul ascended into the heavens, his physical body also ascended into the heavens. There are some schools of thought who believe it was only spiritual, not physical, but most Muslims, Sunni and Shia agree that it was physical. There is one hadith attributed to Aisha in which she says, I never saw the Prophet missing from his bed at night, even on Laylatul Mi'raj. In other words, this you know, hadith claims that the Prophet physically was present here on earth, he was probably sleeping, he may had, have had a vision or it was a spiritual experience. But the problem with this hadith is what? Obviously. What's the problem with this hadith? Exactly, because this was in Mecca, right? In Mecca, Aisha was not even the Prophet's wife, so how is she witnessing that I never saw the Prophet in a, yeah he was always in, in, in his bed, you know in my bed except that night, uh, including that night. Well she was not even his wife back then, so this hadith automatically is disqualified. <laughs> yeah she just wants to, if she really said it, we don't know if she said that, maybe fabricators attributed that to her. By the way, we have many, many hadiths, I'll say this between two parentheses, we have many hadiths that paint not such a great picture of the Prophet from Aisha. Some of our scholars state, we don't know if all of them were said by Aisha. Because remember, Muawiyah turned against Aisha. They had a rivalry. So in order to ruin her reputation, he would actually pay some people to forge hadiths and attribute them to Aisha. So some exaggerations and unacceptable hadiths, yes, she may have said them, but remember a lot of it could be just fabrications. No, she has other fabrications. A pious companion whom we deem trustworthy would not do that, no. So a lot of the hadiths you see in Bukhari in which you know they're very unacceptable in which Aisha says you know I was in my cycle when the Prophet came next to me and he so on and so forth. Yes unfortunately we do have hadiths like that in Bukhari 
we're not really sure if she said that to begin with it may have been people who wanted to slander her and to show she's not morally you know trustworthy or you know she is not polite when it comes to these things maybe they attributed that to her this is probably one of those hadiths so uh, yes, the rivalry happened after Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib was martyred. Initially they were on the same team, but then they flipped and they had rivalry. And what was the reason? Politics, who's vying for power? And there are actually historical clues that Muawiyah killed Aisha, he poisoned her. There are some clues, it's, they're not that clear, just some hints that he may have also killed her. Allah knows. In any case, going back to the ascension, the Prophet you know, ascended into the heavens at a very fast speed. There's a hadith attributed to Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib in which he was speaking with Jewish scholars and they were bragging that Musa is the greatest prophet because Allah spoke to him. So Imam Ali, Ali, Ali salam, he's responding to that and he told them, well, it's true, we accept that Musa is Kalimullah, the interlocutor of Allah, the one whom, to whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to. However, our Messenger of Allah, he has a great miracle that surpasses all prophets, which is the Mi'raj, the ascension into the heavens. Then he says, the Prophet traveled the distance of 50,000 years in one third of a night. Now for light to travel 50,000 years, how much would that be? 50,000 light years, right? The Imam salam is indicating in this hadith that the Prophet may have traveled faster than the speed of light by 50,000 times. That's something incredible, right? It's amazing and that's why by the way the Mi'raj, so many events happened but in earthly hours it only took three hours because remember time is relative, it depends on your speed. So the Prophet may have experienced all of these heavens, all of those interactions, they could take a long long time to do all of that but it happened in three hours. Now with uh, the theory of relativity, this becomes a lot clearer to us, how that is that even possible? So it was at a very phenomenal speed, we don't exactly know but some scholars have said this hadith of Imam Ali might indicate that the fastest thing we know of which is light, multiply that by 50,000 times because he's you know saying that the Prophet went 50,000 times faster than you know um, anything that can travel during that period of time.